Guys, are you worried that you're losing your hair? Do you look in the mirror and see less hair looking back at you? Maybe you're thinking, it's cool, I'll shave it. Or I'll just wear a hat from now on. Or maybe even, I'll just break the bank to get plugs. But before you shave, hide, or replace your hair, have you thought about regrowing it? Because there are effective, FDA-approved treatments that work. One is a prescription clinically proven to prevent further loss. The other is clinically proven to regrow your hair in two to four months. And both are available from Roman for just a dollar a day. Just complete a free online visit. Roman connects you to a U.S. licensed healthcare professional who will work with you to find the best treatment plan. Then Roman sends everything you need right to your door with free shipping and indiscreet packaging. Not just once, but every month. So guys, are you Roman ready for a thicker, fuller head of hair? Go to ro.co slash regrow. Do it today, and Roman will give you 20% off your first order. That's ro.co slash regrow. On the air. Back. Well, party's starting early today, isn't it? Tomorrow, of early break with Sip and Jay. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Some news from the sports world before we get to Robin Washington here. Breaking news. Uh, Brooks Kepka, the latest golfer to join the Live Golf Tour. So we see Brooksy with Dustin Johnson and Mickelson and all those guys making all sorts of guaranteed money going to the Live Tour. You don't know what he's getting. Dude. I don't know what he's making yet. I'm sure that money will come out, but it's the way it is. Speaking of a guy that's going to make a lot of money soon, that's going to be Bryce McGowan. We're joined now by Husker Online's. Or sorry, uh, on threes. Uh, yeah, Husker Online's Robin Washington. Good morning, Robin. I'm curious. We're two days away from the NBA draft. What is your official prediction for the range of where Bryce McGowan's will go? Well, first of all, I thought you were introducing me as a guy who's about to make a lot of money, and yeah. I was going to quickly correct you on that. You can but, go to the live uh, tour also. I mean, come on, Robin. Get your yeah, golf that, game that, going there. being said. Um, yeah, so Bryce is an interesting prospect in that – um, you know, you look at kind of the range of mock drafts that um, are out there going into into Thursday night. You know, some have them as high as like 21st mm-hmm. overall. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of in the, the, the mid to late uh, range of the first round, and then some have them going later on into the second. So um, it's kind of all over the board there, but I think the consensus is that He's a surefire draft pick. It's just a matter of can he sneak his way into the first round. Um, kind of the, the the consensus there is that he's probably going to be right at the back end of the first, you know, somewhere in that 28, 29, 30 range. Um, I think Golden State, Memphis, OKC are currently at those picks. And so that would probably be the the, the range where I would expect him to go. But – um, you know, it's really kind of hard to tell with all the, the pick trading that goes on, especially at the end um, of the NBA draft. So um, I have no doubt that he will get picked. It's just a matter of where he goes, how early he goes, and um, whether or not he can he can be a first round. Pick. Why would you like to see? I I, I, re, I you wrote earlier or last week. I guess it was last week that ideally he would go to a team like Golden State or Memphis. I I think I understand where you're coming from, but I'd like to hear you verbalize it. Yeah, I mean, obviously, to establish winning franchises, that um, you know, would be a situation where he wouldn't have to come in and and 
be counted on to play right away. I think the biggest knock on him right now is that he's still very raw in his development. Mm-hmm. Um, if he does get drafted in the first round, it's going to be because of his potential. Um, that's kind of been the thing with him um, all along going back to even last season is you know he's still got a lot of work to do to refine his game. Uh, he needs to get stronger. He needs to um, you know, just develop a little bit more uh, assertiveness uh, especially offensively and, and defensively. Um, but if he goes to a place like that, like a, a, you know, a place like Golden State, which clearly clearly wouldn't need him to come in and be um, you know an immediate impact player, that could maybe allow him the, the opportunity to develop um, in, a, in a program that obviously has uh, you know developed young guys similar to him um, very recently at, at a very high level. Um, so I think that would probably be the ideal opportunity for him, and just for one to go to a winner, uh, two to to learn from really good coaching, and three to to have the time and the leeway to develop um, the way that I think he needs to uh, at that level before he's before he's an impact NBA player. One concern I'd have, Rob, about Bryce McGowan's is he shot twenty seven point four percent from the three point line in college that needs to improve the other that i don't know and you would know this better than i would much better how is he in terms of mental toughness Uh, how is he in terms of i mean well how will he respond to getting beat a lot you know he's going to get beat off the dribble in the nba he's going to get beat period how will he how well will he respond to that yeah i mean i think that kind of goes to one of the concerns about him um you know he's you know, they, people like to say there's there's that dog mentality. I don't know if oh, yeah, I, like I don't know dog, if Bri- yeah, Bryce Bryce really embodies that just with the way that he carries himself. You know, he's kind of one of those players that at times looks like he's not trying that hard, but then you see some of the things that he does, and it just kind of comes naturally to him. So that's kind of part of his development. Is he needs to, you know, I talked about assertiveness. I think that's something that is still in the making with him and it's going to be an adjustment certainly when he gets to the next level to be able to play with that that you know that that toughness that uh separates you know nba players from everybody else um and his shooting you know i think last year was more of an aberration for him okay. uh, when he was in high school he was an extremely good three-point shooter you go back to the iverson classic that he played in right before he came to nebraska you know he finished second um, in the three-point shooting contest, and so you know, he 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 can shoot the ball. It's just a matter of shot selection. I mean, a lot of times, or especially early on last season, um, you know, he kind of forced it and he settled uh, far too often. And I think with that, though, is while his three-point shot struggled, you know, so that's a concern. One of the positives that came from that was that as a young player. During the season, he was able to kind of, you know, recognize his struggles, and then rather than just try to shoot his way out of it, he adjusted his game to you know, still make a high impact by, you know, being more aggressive off the dribble and taking the ball to the rim. And I think that that's something that NBA scouts and um, you know GMs and whatnot are, are going to look at. That you know, yes, yeah, certainly he has his struggles, but he still found a way to. Um, make a major impact for his team in other ways. And for a young player to do that, you know, especially at the Big Ten level, you know, he was playing his best basketball towards the end of the year um, in, in against his highest level of competition. So that's 
that's a notable positive for him. Um, you know, obviously the, the shooting needs to improve, but I don't know how big of a concern that is. Um, everybody knows he can shoot. It's just a matter of can he improve his shot selection, um, you know, take better shots in rhythm. And honestly, I think that playing uh, in the NBA, uh, he'll naturally have better shot selection because, you know, the Big Ten is such a different breed of basketball that I think the, the, the spaced-out style of the NBA is going to be more suited to Bryce's skill set. Come on, Robin Washington. Robin, we're, we're in a period now where Nebraska's going to have three players drafted over a period of years of Isaiah Roby, Delano, uh, Delano Banton, and now Bryce McGowan's, but you have not seen really any success uh, the last couple of years for Nebraska. What, what, where's been the biz, biggest disconnect between having the talent to get drafted players but also not having a team that's been winning very often? Yeah, I mean, obviously – Banton and now Bryce are kind of the, the two prime examples with that. With with Roby, I mean, <laughs> he played on a team that won yeah. 20-some games. So, I mean, they, yep. you know, they obviously didn't have the postseason success. But, you know, I, I think that the when you just look at the, the Hoybergs guys, you know, that's that's the real concern. And then, you know, I'll even take it beyond that. You know, I think that there's a real chance that Trey McGowan's and Alonzo Verge sign on as undrafted free agents and at least get an opportunity in an NBA summer camp. And so if that's the case, Nebraska will have had uh, three guys that are playing in NBA summer camps on a team that, you know, won 10 games last year. So wow, that's, that's a concern. You know I mean? The fact that they've had the talent clearly, you know, that they've had players that were good enough to play at the next level, including, um, you know, one that was drafted potentially in the first round, and yet they were as bad as they were. And so why is that? And, and I think a lot of that has to do with you know, just the, the kind of overlying issues of the Fred era so far is that, you know, they've gotten a lot of talented individuals, but none of it ever fit together as a team. And so um, you know, I've, I've talked about this before, but you just kind of see a different approach now with, the way that they're building the roster to where it's not just about going and getting the best players. It's about going and getting the best fits. And they're getting guys that are, um, you know, really bought into the program and doing all the little things and, um, you know, kind of bring some, bringing some of those intangibles that I don't know if necessarily were as much of priorities as they should have been um, over the past three years. So we'll see if that approach kind of does the trick. Um, but certainly it's, you know, tough for a uh, tough pill for a lot of Nebraska fans to swallow. That you know, for the second year in a row, they're going to have a guy hear his name called in the NBA draft. Um, potentially have a couple more <laughs> playing in the NBA summer league, and yet they had zero on court success to show for it. Uh, so uh, maybe this new approach, you know, by not focusing as much as on star power uh, and focusing on what they could do to build a a good team. Might uh, might be might be the way to actually be successful in the Big Ten and and, and at Nebraska, not just at the next level. Joined by Robin Washington of On Three dot com, he covers Nebraska basketball for On Three dot com, but he also covers Nebraska football. He also covers Nebraska football for On Three dot com, and he's writing a lot. I know this because he's my. I'm honored to say he's my colleague. Um, Guys, do you want thicker? Fuller hair? Do you desire lustrous, luscious locks that you can run your fingers through? Maybe a full head of hair makes you feel attractive. 
Perhaps a full head of hair boosts your confidence and self-esteem. Whatever your reasons, if you have started to experience hair loss, there is good news. Because there are effective, FDA-approved treatments that work. One is a prescription clinically proven to prevent further loss. The other is clinically proven to regrow your hair in two to four months. And both are available from Roman for just a dollar a day. Just complete a free online visit. Roman connects you to a US-licensed healthcare professional who will work with you to find the best treatment plan. Then Roman sends everything you need right to your door with free shipping and indiscreet packaging. So guys, are you Roman ready for a thicker, fuller head of hair? Go to ro.co slash fuller. Do it today and Roman will give you 20% off your first order. That's ro.co slash fuller. Now, Rob, you had some interesting conversations with guys yesterday. What you told me about your interview with Nebraska defensive lineman Ty Robinson um, stood out. What, 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 what did he tell you yesterday? What was the tenor of that conversation? Well, for one, he's probably like the best one-on-one interview you're ever going to get. I wish I could have talked to him for like an hour. I only got him for 15 minutes, so uh, that was uh, unfortunate. But in those 15 minutes, he was he was fantastic. Um, you know, we talked a lot about a lot of different guys. It's kind of mostly about his teammates. Um, you know, like Nash Hutmacher. Uh, you know, he's a guy that um, is in that conversation of players that need to to step up this year. Um, and provide that depth that Nebraska's been looking for, even with the new additions they brought up um, through the transfer portal on that defensive line. You know, Hutmacher's a, um, an important piece, I think, to that rotation. Uh, he's stronger than Knox. You look at the numbers he's putting up in the weight room, they're obviously insane, but I think that he's kind of taken that next step to asserting himself as a leader. And you know, Ty Robinson was really raving about Nash that he's, He's a guy that is setting the tone um, every single day with that group where uh, you know, Ty's like, there's a reason that I want to lift weights with Nash Hotmacher because he, he pushes everyone. And you know, there are days where I think I'm going to go off and do extra work after, the, after the, our lifting session and I can't even walk out of the weight room. We're working so hard. So you know, I, I think that's, that was a fun little tidbit just about um, how Nash is, is making – good on his opportunity this off season to, to really take that next step. And then we talked a lot uh, about Caleb Tanner. Um, you know, he's a guy that people have been waiting on to flip that switch for four years now. Um, you know, and he came back for that additional season and um, we'll see uh, if it actually translates to the season. But so far it, it seems like maybe, um, you know, the, the light has come on for him a little bit. Uh, you know, he's, he looks Incredible. I mean, like a a prototype of a um, you know high high level pass rusher. Um, But I think that mentally he's really bought in as well. Um, You know, he's he's kind of put uh, his own uh, objectives kind of in the back seat and focused more on the team and doing whatever he can to do to make the team better. His leadership uh, has really gone through the roof, and I think that started uh, back this off season with um, kind of the way the staff forced him into that into that spotlight and you know, Ty really talked about uh, just, just how much strides Caleb has made as a leader and as a, a respected member of that defense. And, you know, maybe that's, that's going to be the, the combination that, that gets him to, to finally take that next step and be that elite level pass rusher that, um, you know, Nebraska fans have been waiting for, for, for a long time now. Robin, always great stuff. Thanks for the time. We will chat with you again next week. Sounds good. Guys. See you later. 
Hustro, uh, that's robinwashington3.com. Nash Huttmacher had a camp obligation on Saturday, but quickly rushed out of it and went to Sioux Falls to see a legend perform, Hank Williams Jr., Bocephus, still performing out there. It was funny. Nash was telling me that yesterday, and I'd been wondering a couple weeks ago. I I don't know why. I was wondering if Hank Jr. still tours. Oh, yeah, he tours. He was in Deadwood recently, too. Oh, he did you tell me that? No, he was in Deadwood the day before the concert I went to. Bocephus? No. What? No, Hank Williams Jr. Yeah, that's Bocephus. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. Hank, Hank Williams yes. Jr. Was it that same venue? Yes. Really? It was outdoor. Yeah, before the Everclear and Sister Hazel concert, the day before Hank Williams Jr. was there. I bet he drew a lot more people than Sister Hazel. Okay, well, how dare you? <laughs> he was still too rude. Yeah, I saw, no, I saw Hank Jr. at Pershing Auditorium like in the 1988-ish, 87, 88 in that area. It was one of the very best con- concerts I've ever seen. It was incredible. Could have gone to see him in Deadwood or, or Sioux Falls. He's still pumping. I, I He's love still it. there. Yeah. Let's play the game show. Give us a call right now at 464-568. Five your chance to win a business box of bagels, two bagels, and Joe. I think you lost I yesterday. I took an L yesterday, yeah. You are 0-1 of the week now, 18-15 and 15 since the reset mm-hmm. overall. Mm-hmm. Uh, today's topic, Sip, is... NFL rushing yard leaders by franchise. Okay. All right. I will tell you the yardage and the team. You tell me who the player is that leads that team in rushing. Okay. All time. Fun. 464-5685. Shut up, Sipple. Starts right now. We've all been there. You're listening to the radio, and then that rage starts to grow inside of you. It starts to consume you. It gets to a point where you just want to yell, Shut up, Sipple! <clears throat> no, sorry. I'm sorry. Well, here's your chance. It's time to shut up, Sipple. Call now to play. 464-5685. Shut up, Sipple. Brought to you by Bagels and Joe. All right, 464-5685. Call the takedown, Sip and Trivia. Don't be scared. We have, do have a line open for you. NFL all-time rushing leaders by team. Yeah, don't be scared. Don't be scared. Sip is not scary on this topic, I don't believe. I, I should be, but I don't think I am. I know you're out there because the text line has been very, very alive today, mostly recently about BTO and taking care of business. Is it a corny song or not? Which I still believe is in the 50-50 range I'm, of the text there. I, I, I was kind of hoping you'd put up a Twitter poll. I'm, I will do that here soon. Okay. Uh, four, come on. 464-5685. Line open for you. Oh, they're coming. NFL all-time rushing leaders by franchise. This shouldn't be difficult. I don't think these answers are very hard today. They're coming. That's your that's your tease there. Yeah, they're coming. They're, here, here we go. Yeah, Guess coming. who's got one here over come. there. Here they come. Here they come. Let me, let me ask you this. Do you feel good or just average about this topic? Uh, or bad? Good. I feel good. Uh, my favorite position in football is the running back position. We all, we all know that. Yeah. We're very I, aware of I that. I should know. Please. Yes. All right. Guess is getting the name over there. And he will... Uh, Get this fired up. We have Rich. Rich, how do you feel today about NFL all-time rushing leaders? Oh, good. Is that is that the topic? It is. <laughs> it is the topic All right. indeed. All right, Rich, first question goes to you. Here we go. Who is the Buffalo Bills all-time leading rusher with 11,938 yards? Good gravy. The Bills? The Bills. Uh, I know very little Bills history, and 
running back is not one of them. Okay. So uh, any guess? Uh, Five seconds. Edgerin James. Edgerin James never played in Buffalo, but it is a running back. Sip, you want to take the Bills' all-time leading rusher, or you want to pass? Nice. I think he must have played at Oklahoma State, and the name's escaping me. Um, I'm going to dig deep, though. He he eclipsed OJ. I'm pretty sure. I can tell you yes or no. Oh, yeah. And this is a – I've talked to this guy on the phone. Um, Thurman Thomas. Thurman Thomas is correct. A 1-0 lead. Yeah, yeah, I um when I was in college, I interviewed him. Was he, he polite? We were in the same we were in the same era college wise. Yeah, he was very polite. Nice. Great guy. Yeah. All right, Sip for the two zero lead, your first question. Who is the Raiders all time leading rusher with eight thousand five hundred and forty five yards? <laughs> this is embarrassing. This is a former USC running back. This is your team. I know. It's a former USC running back. Um I'll get it. Uh, I just say the last name. Oh, no, I got it. Marcus Allen. Marcus Allen is correct. A 2-0 lead for Sip. It's not over yet, the Rich. The names are still not alive. coming to me like I thought they would, but that, that got me. That, that got me. Uh, Rich, to stay alive, your last question. Who is the San Francisco 49ers all-time leading rusher with 11,073 yards? Uh, Roger Craig. There are the victory horns. That would be Frank Gore. Yeah, I was going to get Frank that. I would have had that. Gore yeah. is the correct answer. So, Rich, thanks for calling. We'll get your bagel and the coffee, but call in down the road. You're welcome, Sip. All right. <laughs> and, right. Rich, thanks for trying. We appreciate it. So you would have had Frank Gore. I would have had you Frank Gore. You want the last one? Yeah, See if you so go four for four I would have three for three for well, try, sure. Try this one. All right. This is to go four for four. Okay. Then. Come on. Who is the Cincinnati Bengals all-time leading rusher with 8,061 yards? The guy that played at Washington. Um he was a Washington Husky, right? I can't tell you. Yeah, he was a Washington Husky. And I never can think of his name. Was his first name Napoleon? No. Napoleon. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, well, who was he? Corey Dillon. Yeah, yeah Washington he Husky. Wa- he was in yeah. Washington, yeah. Corey Dillon. Corey Dillon. I got to commit that to memory. Corey Dillon. You know the Dolphins all-time leading rusher? Miami Dolphins. Mercury Morris. No, I think he's probably second. Mercury Morris. That would be the great Larry Zonka. Oh, was Zonka had more Larry's, yards than yeah. – He just had more yards. Really? Just shy of 7,000. Those guys played in the same era. They did. They, they had did. Mercury Morris and Zonk. Man. Better times. Better times. Much I, better. I never experienced those yeah. times. Yeah. I did. I did, but that's a long time ago. You were just – I was a child. You were a child. Yeah. <laughs> just a little kid. Still a child. Spillover snacks on early break in the ticket. (laughs) 